Hey, what's good, people? Jason DeBias. I'm here with Rob Keepin' McLean McLean. We're going to do a little split screen. We're going to do a little picture-in-picture. I'm experimenting, but right now, Rob is on the full screen. Give it up, boy. What's up? How you doing? Cool. This is episode 10, all right? Episode 10 is called Make Me Famous, and the episode starts right now. Come check out. What's good, people? Jason DeBeas. I'm here with Rob Keep It McLean McLean. And Rob, we got a lot of subject matter, so let's get to it, brother. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Question number one. Where are we? Do You, you got the questions, right? Yeah. You want me to? Yeah. You, uh, handle the first one for me so I could um, see if okay. I could. So the first one is uh, Hall of Fame. Or oh, I'm sorry, the, uh, the NFL playoff. Extended to 14 teams, 7 per conference. How does that affect the NFL going forward? Good idea, bad idea. Join in. All right. That's a good question, Rob. Yeah, 7 man. teams. <laughs> I think it would be pretty crazy because if you think about the matchups that would have changed from last year, because it would have been different. Uh, and then you have another whole round to basically go through. Um, that means something, you know, it's not just like a, a one, a one game, you know, the, 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 like, it's just like a, you basically pay for that one game, but you, you're going to play against the, you know, one of the top teams in the conference, you know, now you at least have to you get your footing in that time of the year. A lot of teams aren't used to going in a cold, cold weather environment. So if you kind of get your footing in the first game, it's like a messy game. And the next game, you really have a chance to, to beat a team, but it's such a big uh, disadvantage to go from, you know, a warmer environment and then be, immediately in something different so um i think it is better for the way the sport plays out you know the, the playoffs but I, again it's you know another week for the players to have so instead of maybe you know another week added onto the season it's another week added onto the playoffs so some food for thought of, of why they might do it might be doing this is maybe they're losing a losing the battle on the, the extra game of the season so very interesting but i, I like the i like the the new format, and I think it'll be cool to see some teams that maybe get pushed out of the playoffs all the time get the chance to get in. So, <laughs> Rob McLean, speaking of teams trying to get into the playoffs, <laughs> and you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> Who's the team that always seems like they're being left out of the playoffs, finishing eight and eight, eight and eight, eight and eight, and eight and eight? We know who they're talking about. We're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, <laughs> Jerry Jones. Four years ago, it was actually in 2014, Jerry Jones said, I think it'd be a great idea to have seven teams for the playoffs. And at that point, you already knew the Dallas Cowboys would never go to the NFC Championship game, never mind even make it to the Super Bowl winning or losing, because that man has already accepted his mediocrity. How about them Cowboys? Go Cowboys! Eight and eight. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. <laughs> and you know what the sad thing is and I'm quoting Stephen A. Smith on this even if there are seven teams there's a black cat on that franchise right now they still wouldn't qualify for the playoffs <laughs> it's the truth. And, you know what's funny is I think with that franchise also is if they had to do 8-8 eight and eight to get into the playoffs they would probably do 7-9 right you know and I think that's the, the premise of what, what Stephen A. is talking about is whether it's Jerry Jones whether it's the players, whether it's just the culture, 
they're not set up to win. They're set up to lose every season. And that makes, what he's trying to say is that makes better TV more of the time. Agreed. Especially if you have an, an involved owner as, as it is. So, very different. Very different. Definitely very different. So, yeah, I, I like the whole idea. I'm, I'm actually futzing around with my my um, q and uh, I've been doing a little homework on my research. Miranda Gagne, thank you for being here all these weeks, and you are sorely missed right now. Sorely missed. Sorely missed. Oh, my God. So, listen, the, the, the other reason why I like this seven-game playoff thing is because where everybody's battling for that sixth spot or that fifth spot the last week now, you, those teams that were in the outside looking in all of a sudden have some kind of inclusive action going on here, Rob. So, so it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, all right, let's see if the last two weeks actually mean something. Not to mention, if there's seven teams, you know what that means. That means there's not two buys anymore. There's only going to be one yeah. buy. Right. So, so yeah, so now instead of two teams being locked in and just, just starting it, you know, the players for garbage time, you got people actually vying for a number one spot to have a buy for the first week of the wild card playoffs. So guess what? It's exciting for football. Um, didn't like, didn't love it at first, but I'm warming up to it. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, the thing about pro sports is I don't mind if it's cutthroat, but if the if it's unreasonably long or game after game after game, you know, there's just like with football, it's how long it is. With basketball, it's how many games in a row. You know, with baseball, it's just the travel because you're playing one third of the year. So it's just you know every sport's got their niche that you have to kind of mold out a little bit. So good to see. I totally. like to hear. Totally agree. Totally agree. All right, next question. Where are we? We're at the Hall of Fame, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Let's see. All right, so Rob, the Hall of Fame inductees. I'm going to I'm reel them off. Um, we're highlighting Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, and of course you have some some amazing females, Tamika Catchins, Kim Mulkey, Barbara Stevens, Eddie Sutton, and, and of course the great player and coach Rudy Tomjanovich. Um, what are your thoughts on this this elite Hall of Fame class this year? Uh, I absolutely love this class because these are just my all time favorite players, and maybe it's just at the time where I started growing up with these guys, or like they. You know, they got they started getting their stardom at the time where I was paying attention to the league. But Kevin Garnett is like one of my all time favorite players. Like a lot of a lot of people don't know about him because you know he's in Minnesota for a long time, uh, and he was killing it. But he didn't really have a, the type of team that he needed to succeed. Um, you know, Kobe Bryant obviously you know is, is who he is. But um, a lot of people don't know Kevin Garnett until he gets to Boston, until he gets that that. Paul Pierce and Ray Allen, and they get that big three, and they start creating the big threes for the first time for real. That's the real first big three. Um, and, you know, Kevin Garnett was able to shine. But, um, yeah, man, he was just one of the greatest players because he was offensively a stud and defensively is where he lived. So I just loved Kevin Garnett, one of my favorite players. I think this is one of the strongest classes I've seen um, between one of the uh, one of the best female coaches of all time one yeah. of the founders, you know, in the WNDA area, you know, Tamika Cushing Cashes was there back in the beginning, you know, like really when it was starting up to matriculate to something serious, you know, that can kind of compete on an NBA scale. Um, so uh, from the way it looks like, I mean, I just, I loved all the, the picks and players um, top to bottom. I, I don't think there was a, 
a, a wow pick where you're like, ah, oh, they shouldn't have gotten this, should not. Um, I really like the whole class. I think it's one of my favorite classes I think I've seen. Yeah. Yeah, man. Hey, listen, Rob, I want to talk about, dude, I want to talk about the elephant in the room. <laughs> the elephant in the room is Tim Duncan. You want to talk about top 50 players. You want to talk about best players of all time. This man is top 10. Like Kobe Bryant had a lot of peaks and valleys or whatever in his career. And at the end, he more valued than whatever. Even though that little 60-point um, uh, last game he did was just one for the ages. It was just amazing. And and I, I DVR'd that game. They played that over the weekend. And I DVR'd and I watched it over and over and over again. But man, you don't get rewarded for being the quiet man who walks quiet with a big, big stick. Man, you don't get rewarded for being the best power forward in the game who just went on the court and did it right. Man, you don't get rewarded if your name is Tim Duncan. And I will not allow that man to be ignored in this Hall of Fame class. Not in this episode. Not today, Rob McLean. Listen, when Kobe Bryant was a pup, had to come up, right? Wasn't even the best player on his team. It was Shaq. And then when he had a chance to pitch his own 10, he did. Tim Duncan, as a pup, was the best player on his team. Got David Robinson a championship. Mono Ginobili, Parker, uh, uh, Kawhi Leonard. None of these people are going to have a championship without this man's leadership, where he leads by example and not by exception. You give me a great Hall of Fame class with these awesome female players and Kobe Bryant and Kevin Garnett, who's like our dude, Rob McLean, I give you Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan, you know, he's nice, you know, I, I've, I've, you know, one of my favorite players, honestly, but, um, yeah, I just, the way that Kevin Garnett played the game is just different for me, not to, not to leave, uh, you know, big fundamental out, um, I just think that he was maybe somebody that's, that surpassed his abilities by what he was in, by buying into the program, but again, that is sports, you know, it's, so I, I have to say, you know, big ups to him, I just personally, you know. Kobe and KG were a little bit more around my time. Yeah, man. Birds weren't on TV as much. Definitely identify with KG. I mean, I I followed them a little bit when I found out that Marbury, you know, Brooklyn product was going to the um, the Wolves, right? There was some kind of trade where, um, and I remember the Daily News thrown to the Wolves. That was the article or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, because that guy, I'm like, Minnesota got on the bench for three years getting paid 60 something million dollars. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But that's when I noticed Garnett. I mean, at, the, at a time, they crossed paths, and then I started following him, and I'm like, oh, wow, this guy's good. And I'm like, damn, I hope he gets a ring. And it's like, damn, he went to the Celtics. And I'm like, damn, he got him Ray Allen and some Paul Pierce and some Rondo. <laughs> oh, he going to get him a ring. Good for, I mean, think about all of our favorite players, Rob, who didn't get a ring. I, I give you Patrick Ewing. I go back further than you, all right? I give you Charles Barkley, who was a freaking animal, who was a 6'5", a 6'4", power forward. No such animal now, right? Uh, um, I give you Carl Malone, the mailman in Stockton, who just, you know, who were part of the original Dream Team and part of the Utah Jazz. All of these are great players. None of them have rings. So it's one of those things like, please, please let, let, let someone that we like. And, and and I speak for both of us, you, you more so than me, as far as Kevin Garnett's concerned. Give that man his ring. Um, even absent of the ring. Um, well, no, with the ring, he's first ballot, right? Kobe, we ain't even going to talk about. Kobe's not only first ballot; he's he's unanimous. And then, and if any if any one voter tries to do him like they did Jeter in baseball, we need to hunt him down. We got to dog him, all right? We got to go into his place with a spear and chuck it in his heart. And I'm back. Man, he, should be, he should be. He should be. You know, I mean, all these guys should be unanimous first rounders. You know, that's just 
that's why this class is so special yeah it is a special so. class dude all right hey man dude we moving along we moving along all right so i'm um question number three here it comes i just put it up on the board early um with deandre hopkins and kenneth drake Kenyon drake joining the cardinals arizona mm-hmm. what's kyler Murray gonna look like this year kyler murray man i'm super happy I cannot wait for this guy to go off because it just opens the door for quarterbacks that were not considered quarterbacks to be quarterbacks. You know, it's the Russell Wilson rule. You know, now it's the Lamar Jackson rule. Now it's, you know, it's just like it's about time that the the one position in football that wasn't getting evolved has now been evolving. It can be smaller. It can be all, all it takes is a good arm. You know, look at Jared Allen. and He's got the perfect size, but... He also has the perfect prototype to push forward big arm quarterbacks. That's right. He takes seven steps back. He's viewing the field for four or five more seconds. They're making their protection around him. Same thing with Kyler Murray. It might, he might be a faster, quicker, small, smaller guy, but he's still got the arm. He get the ball to the target. That's the most important thing. Are you smart enough to get to the ball to the ball to the right target the right way? And then on top of that, uh, are you affecting the game? Because you can do everything in the game. If you don't put points on the board, it don't matter. You know, Tim Tebow, you can be the running quarterback here. You can get some points here. But if you don't put points on the board, you ain't going to do nothing. You know what I mean? So, at the end of the day, I, I really am excited to see what D. Hopkins, you know, is going to do over there. Where he's got a quarterback and a system that are trying to get him the ball. As opposed to some uh, team saying, we've got this great receiver. Uh, teams are going to look at him, so we're going to use him as a decoy. That happened with Odell Beckham for a long time. Mm. It's happening again because he has so much talent around him. No doubt. Uh, certain people just need to you know, thrive on their own and make their own environments. And I think that's Kyler. I'm glad he's there. Yeah. Same thing with D-Hop. Yep. I'm glad he's there. And I think that's just a really interesting system because it's uh, Cliff Kingsbury's system, um, not just uh, – which is like a very fast, a very pass-first, pass-oriented yeah, Follow Big 12 guy, right? More run first. Uh, yeah, Big you know. 12 guy. Big 12, Texas Tech. Exactly. So it's going to be really cool to see. It's going to be really fun to see. Yeah. All right, so Rob, for me, all right, first of all, I'm glad that Arizona drafted this guy, all right? I'm glad he's got uh, some parts around him, particularly defense and special teams, and you know, it's one of those things where – it's his to build and it's and, and only his to build and we're really, really gonna see what he's all about when it comes to that. But for me, my question isn't how good he's gonna be. I think DeAndre Hopkins, he's he's elite, right? Top five receiver, would you agree? Mm-hmm. Five top five receiver. All right. Yep. So so yeah, he's so he's one of those guys. Just fixing this for a second. Just fixing that. Like that. Sorry. Um so the question is, isn't how good is Kyler Murray going to be? Kyler Murray already showed us a lot of good stuff in the beginning of the season, uh, um, or, or sorry, last season. Five, listen, five, five, only five wins is nothing to brag about. But I think people need to bear in mind that we have fallen in love with these quarterbacks that come in year one and year two and start bossing it. Okay, this is this is a boom period where we're blessed as NFL fans. That doesn't happen all the time, and 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 the greatest players that ever played the game don't come out the box like that. If you, I bring your attention to Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning, I believe, finished three and thirteen his first season. 
So it's just one of those things where if this is your guy, boom, I'm going to start him. I'm going to let him learn. I'm going to let him take his lumps. We already know, you know, we're going to, we're, we're not playing a lose, of course, but, but he needs to be in there and, and see all moving parts. So when he gets it, when we get to where he got to go, he's ready for that stuff. So for me, with Fitzgerald, who catches everything, with Hopkins, who's game changing, uh, with Kenyon Drake, who's a, who's just, who loves him some contact. <laughs> um, the question is Kingsbury. Kingsbury right now is 35 and 40 as a, uh, a Texas Tech. I don't know how, how he even got a, a coaching job as a head coach when you come out of college with a 35 and 40 record remains a mystery to me. But um, there's, of course, lurking variables that come into play that you and I don't don't get to see. And and I think he's going to do well. My, my predictive I have no no valid uh, I have no predictive validity to this, but I think he's going to be a good coach, and I think Kyler Murray is going to be a good quarterback. And I'm glad two two guys come into the league basically together, holding hands, and get to show their work. I'm rooting for him in a very and what we af- uh, might affectionately refer to as a very very tough conference. It is a very tough conference now. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. it just got <laughs> things just got real. <laughs> Oh, man. Damn, where are we in a hurry? <laughs> so I guess my question is, um, who did they give up? They gave up David Johnson for him, right? They gave up mm-hmm. David Johnson for, um, yeah. Which is smart. I mean, uh, they're getting rid of somebody who gets a little injured. You know, they're getting rid of somebody who uh, doesn't, isn't producing because he's not on the field. And that's what I was going to say about DeAndre Hopkins. If we're going to talk about straight on the paper, there might be five better receivers than him, you know, five better route runners, five better people with hands. But of the people that stay on the field, of the people that produce, because you also have to remember that DeAndre, uh, the Hopkins had to find his targets from Watson in a system that is not designed to get him targets. Mm. You know, it's designed to go to the tight end. It's designed to go to, you know, the slot guy. But, you know, Hopkins is the guy that's moving around everywhere. So a play might, if a team is working around him, every play could be centered around him. But if it's not, if it's like everybody's trying to get, and that's what they've been trying to do with Kenny Stills, they're trying to be mixing around everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah. DeAndre Hopkins should be far and beyond the best, best and most productive receiver on that team. But there's a couple of receivers on that team that you know get a couple more opportunities than Hopkins, and that should not be the case. And that, that that's the real issue is that I don't think that they wanted to pay Hopkins more money because he wanted to raise. Uh, no, nah, there was you know, there was some Bill O'Brien stuff going on there, right? Totally. But look, yeah. look what they got back from though. Did they get another receiver? Did they get another defensive player which they could have used? No, they got you know a running back because clearly they're trying to run, move the ball in the system, keep uh, Watson more healthy. Because if you run the ball, you can actually stuff uh, blitzers. You know, if you stuff blitzers, because if they blitz the wrong way, you run the other direction. You know, they have to stop blitzing as much, and then you're able to, you know, take the pressure off your quarterback in passing situations. No, no so, doubt. Yeah, Very wow. interesting move. It is. And, again, you got Seattle, right? They're always they're always pretty – they're going to be pretty good. Well, and who's going to get G- – did they be on Clowney? That's, that's going to be the real question. Ooh, yeah. Is he, is he still a free agent? Yeah. Oh, People want he wants to get like 17 18 million a year as a defensive end and that's just that does not happen unless it's going to be Miami because they did that with Cameron Wake uh, the Giants busted that out but that was with a different general manager 
you know, it's, it just doesn't happen like that. So it probably just... would have happened if he wasn't injured. You know, if you remember, like his first two years, he was out half the year. It's like him yeah. and him and JJ Watt were like taking shifts. <laughs> you know, but he came, but he came back and dominated. He did. He did. He's been like, and, and, well, that's and that's the other thing is like he's not necessarily specialized. He's a great defensive player, and this is funny because you find us on defensive lines all the time. You got great defensive linemen, but they don't specialize anywhere. You know, they can obviously stop the run, but they don't break. They don't get through the line. You know, they can uh, get a lot of tackles, but they don't get tackles in the backfield. They get a lot of. Uh, they might get a lot of quarterback pressures, but they don't get sacks you know what I mean? right and that and they don't change the game and that's that's what where the value changes you know that's what i love about professional sports and the general general manager idea of all that is that uh you know you can even if a player is much better than another if your need is greater and your value and the value is higher then you're making a better pick you know you're making a better choice so yep yeah, very man. interesting how the game changes like that yeah man Oh man, I wish again. I wish this guy luck, man. I I, just, I want nothing, nothing but good things for him. I really hope that Hopkins contributes to such. You know. Same. Yeah. Yep. All right, and hey. David Johnson too. Ooh. David Johnson too. Yeah. Well, Johnson's with the um, Texans. Texans yeah. yeah. But I'm saying, you know, I hope hope get big ups to him too. I hope he stays healthy and, and gets back to his form. No, no doubt, no doubt. All right, here we go. Hey, let's move on to something more of our more more in our wheelhouse. Okay, that's the AVP. Uh, the AVP, um, due to the coronavirus, this um, the other elephant in the room. Um, again, thank you, whoever's here. Thank you for joining us. We're trying to bring you guys a sense of normalcy. Um, and if we could do that, that's a win for everybody. Uh, due to the coronavirus, the AVP pushed their schedule where they move Huntington Beach, which is supposed to be the first stop on their tour to last. Um, and they also canceled Austin and they canceled Seattle and they moved the New York one to July, uh, to June 20 uh, 19 to the 21st. So Rob McLean, what are the chances that the new AVP schedule is going to hold up? Um what are the chances? I, I honestly I think everything's at a 50/50 right now. Um you know, obviously depending on, you know, social distancing how uh, effective it, it is. Um I think that we're in a really good position um, just how the time, you know, how, when it started, you know, when we started doing social distancing. And I believe that if, I believe we can start again, um, uh, you know, there's a lot of officials that talk about a second wave or, you know, a second amount of coronavirus, a large amount of coronavirus happening. So you'd never know about that, but, um, talking about the current phase, it looks like it'll die down uh, around, or it'll be a, a lot more comfortable to open up the beaches and, and have a little bit more social gatherings around the times that uh, the first AVP will happen. Um, I don't think it's going to be for New York. I hmm. just don't know if they're going to be able to recover in time um, to be able to give the resources and, 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 and allow you know that, that to happen. Um, I honestly would have thought or hoped that they could do maybe New York at the end as well with, with, with Huntington just because of how, you know, New York is such an epicenter right now with the coronavirus. Um, I just don't know if they would actually allow more people in. Uh, 
So that that is a little concerning. But I feel like the season itself won't won't be canceled. You know what I mean? I feel like we'll be able to get it in by the end of summer. Um, and uh, I look forward to it. You know, I'm very happy and hopeful that uh, we'll be able to salvage a year and salvage the summer and uh, be able to go out and, and do some great things this year. Yeah, man. With you. Hey, Rob, check it out. For me, um, I don't, I mean, with the first stop being New York, right? I don't like our chances. I don't like our chances. And that sucks for me because I'm someone that, you know, I was supposed to go to New York. My father passed away, if you guys remember, for everybody. And thank, thank you guys for all of that, um, for your, your condolences. I was supposed to go in uh, last March. And I just freaked out. I saw there were more uh, deaths in New York than there were actually actual cases <laughs> in California. So, so it was one of those things where, um, yeah, I wasn't going, and, and I had tickets for the original. You know, the first week of June, and I'm, I haven't switched those yet. I'm gonna switch, switch those on the uh, keeping my fingers crossed. And I barely see a scenario where I barely see a scenario where it's even gonna happen. In Hermosa Beach, which is the last week of July, you know, I mean, wishful thinking is that, you know, um, a prayer, <laughs> a prayer inside a prayer is 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 um, <laughs> is, you know, hoping that right is hoping that um, we 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 get our we get our shot in, in New York. I really, really I'm trying to do two things at one time. So I'm sorry. I'm doing all this crazy no, at the same time. I am. I just hope. First, that we're in some kind of position where it's safe enough to do that. Right. Where it's safe enough for a whole bunch of people to sit next to each other, not within six feet. Where it's safe enough where uh, where the, the players themselves, if they have they want to shake hands before the match or give a high five after getting an ace kill or a block, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we got to make sure everybody's okay. So it's, if it's one of those things where there's even a modicum of doubt, New York's not going to happen. And, and um. This virus, to my understanding, is susceptible up to up to heat up to 130 degrees. Now we know in no way in, in our in our in our world climate that that's going to happen unless you live in Arizona. But when you take into account that sand heats up, even your car heats up hotter than 130 degrees at some at some point between June and uh, between July and August, and at least in California, this virus is going to die. In New York, it's it's. I mean, you know how hot it gets in New York, July and August. It'll, this virus is going to experience death and deja vu. Um, some countries are handling it better than others, right? I mean, Italy, it's almost like Italy made a decision to just take care of the people that they can and, and the people that they can't, <laughs> you know? It was, it was one of those things that maybe they're just having everybody just get infected this way. Than not preventing something that's that everybody or already knows is going to come. So it's just a scary, scary time. Um, but with that being said... I'm glad they're doing um, Huntington last. I personally thought Huntington w w is more of a win to do in October, even absent of the virus. Yeah, right? Do you agree? agree? Huntington, well, Huntington uh, or, would be... You know, late August, you know, late August, or and I think now it's more October because of the, the timeline. But yeah, definitely something like pre, like in between uh, Manhattan and, uh, and, and Hawaii. You know what I mean? Or yeah. push Hawaii back a little bit, but yeah, I, would, uh, I definitely see that. I definitely see that. You see the same thing? Yeah, that uh, Huntington at the end. I just don't know why it would be in the beginning. You know, uh, 
Yeah. But I, I get it. You know, you kind of want to bring go to start in California and go to other places. You know, end in California. But um, yeah, Huntington. Just like the, the 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 idea of Huntington, it's just such like a it's just such a place. You know, you build those grandstands. It's like the best setup every single time. You know. And yeah. It's pretty cool there. Yeah, and me, I picked up the whole late fall to winter type thing. When, if you remember, P fourteen forty had the uh, the uh, the young guns and the legends, like the King of the Beach legends thing in December. Yeah, in December yeah. at Huntington Beach, that was a hit. And then yeah, AVP had an AVP America tournament. Um, big up to Kim Bassarath. I knew you were there, and I came and said hi to you. And um, Partain was there, and um, God knows that Lotman and everybody was in that. You know, they had some pretty decent names in that tournament too. And that was October in Huntington Beach, and I was like. Dude, AVP should just do that indefinitely, man. Make make a make a second stop, you know. Yeah. Maybe do Texas first, right? Yeah, maybe do Austin. Ray AVP heat. Austin first, you know. Get out of that heat, man. Yeah. You know, do it like in like early May, last weekend in April or something like that, and just do it like you did it for uh, New Orleans. So all right, so we're pretty much done with that. I am setting up. Our thing for good idea, bad idea. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Rob McLean, man. We ain't even going to make it to 50 minutes. I got, we got we got something at the end, something special for everybody watching. So so stay with me on that. So let's do, let's set up our clock. Should we set up our clock? Set up, where is it? There the it is. clock and our buzzer. Yep. There it is. Boom. All right, Rob, good idea, bad idea. The Browns taking Baker Mayfield as their number one draft pick. Uh, uh, bad idea. Bad idea. Just, you know, hindsight 2020, bad idea. Yeah? Yeah, I'll just keep it at that because I'm not a big Baker Mayfield fan. <laughs> nah. <laughs> all right rob well allow me <laughs> to take the rest of the 60 60 seconds um good idea bad idea rob i'm i was all prepared to debate you on this and talk about how much you're wrong but you know what after further consideration can't do it i can't a good conscience do it this guy had all the red flags and all of the warning signs as far as be being drafted and some of the things that might be problematic on and maybe even off the field so far off the field he's done a pretty decent job all right but this man has shown zero respect to, 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 to fans. He's shown zero respect to his opposition. Zero respect to the coach that actually, you know, uh, showed him the ropes in Hugh Jackson and continued to disrespect him as Hugh Jackson was um, uh, an assistant coach for the Cincinnati Bengals. This man has more commercials than he has wins. <laughs> he has more commercials. You can't get them off your TV. Then he has wins. So, no, right now, until it's a good idea, Rob, I'm going to go with bad idea. Very true, very true. I didn't even think about all that. That's a good point. All right, so, Rob, good idea, bad idea. Having a quarterback competition in Chicago between Trubisky and Nick Foles. Fantastic idea. You know, that's not the word, but fantastic idea. Nick Foles is a proven uh, above-average Starting starting quarterback, and Mitch Trubisky has been nothing other than average. You know he's he's been okay. You know his best games he's run more than he's passed, and it's just not what that team needs. That team needs a leader. That team needs somebody who's a, a real quarterback who's going to push the ball down the field, and he's not that guy. 
Yeah, I say good idea, and I'll tell you why. Because Trubisky, as bad as he's been, he's twenty and eleven as a starter. But that has, but listen, in large part we know because of the Bears' defense. But here he comes. Along comes, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Foles. Da-na, da-na. Super Bowl MVP took down the Patriots, and God knows who else to get there. Watch your back. Look over your shoulder, Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> oh, this guy's oh. getting paid too. Oh, by the way, by the way, this morning you're gonna love. He got drafted before Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That is insane. All right, going to the UFC, Rob. Good idea, bad idea. The UFC, Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, headlining UFC 249. Bad idea. Uh, like you were saying, I think we talked about this the other week, is that uh, for me, I would rather people stay safe um, and us not see Tony Ferguson fight another person who is just going to demolish. Uh, I want to see the fight that we should have all been seeing anyway. Uh, it's either that fight or no fight. That's why I'm saying bad idea. I say bad idea. No, nah, you know what? <laughs> no, nah, bad idea. Bad idea. I ain't changing my mind. My mind, huh? come on. I got underwear and I could change that as much as I want. I'm not changing my mind on this one, Rob McLean. Justin Gaethje, his career path needs somebody else. Tony Ferguson, he's beaten everybody. We don't need him taking out competition. We don't need no one left at 155 by the time him, him, and, him and Khabib fight. Conor McGregor's always waiting in the winds because of his star power. But after that, that's it. That's it as far as the top five. Rob McLean, I find myself once again agreeing with you. Wait, wait, hold on a sec, though. Because didn't didn't Connor say if if Khabib pulled out that that Connor he would be ready? Connor didn't want that sauce. Yeah, I know he don't. But Connor, he said listen, he was listen, this that's the guy who always picks up his phone and says yes, but he ain't, he ain't take that. Do you think he's picking up his phone for Tony Ferguson? I'm not saying Connor's afraid, but I'm just saying as far as getting caught on some not ready ash. Oh no, I hear you, but I mean he did it with Khabib. Honestly, I'd be more if I was not prepared. Because Tony, even if you prepare, you're not prepared. You know what I mean? Khabib, yeah. you can prepare, and I feel like you can kind of make him do certain things because he doesn't do a lot of things. Tony does everything, so I think uh, to, for him to go against Khabib with 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 no you know, real understanding what he's trying to do, then I, I think he would do it against Tony. But that's just what I think he would do, you know? Yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Cool, man. We were counting down on that one, man. We got a whole nother minute <laughs> off of that. All right, so check it out. Good idea, bad idea. Cam Newton joining the Patriots. You know, I want to say... Uh, bad idea but i'm gonna say good idea because i i would just want i really want to see if yeah i know they treat him right i know they would uh if he's not healthy they let him sit you know and then they can build their team and they can get another high draft pick you know and i know the patriots like to play it smart i think investing at this point for the patriots would be really smart so i would say it's a good idea i really do i would say it's a good idea because cam um listen there's no cam has never had any heat or any personal problems with coaching staff or players he's the players love him the other side on all three phases the defense loves him, special teams loves him ron rivera loves him he's the only people that don't love him in, in, uh, that much 
is because is the media who 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 he has rubbed the wrong way. So I'm not buying into that media nonsense, especially with a coach like Bill Belichick, where he knows Bill Belichick equals championship opportunity. Cam Newton would take that in a heartbeat. Stidham would have to sit and hoyer. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, once more. <laughs> All right, hey, last good idea, bad idea. Aaron Rodgers says he wants to play for four more years. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, so I'm just going to be not sarcastic, and I'm going to say it's a bad idea because he can play for four more years, but that means Green Bay is not going to win for another four more years, win a Super Bowl for another four more years. So I would like him to just kind of shut his mouth, you know, because, again, he, he's done this since, you know, 29, 30 years old. He just talks, 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 and – I, you can put stats behind it. I'll look. I'll look this weekend and get it to you next Tuesday. But I'm pretty sure every time he's opened his mouth, they have done bad, except for the one time where they that is their relax. R e l a a x. What did he do in the playoffs? You know what I mean? So I can't even. I can't even. Bad idea. Look, you gave me 15 seconds, but 15 seconds is all I need to say what I got to say. And now that I got 10, it's like this. He can play four more years, but he ain't going to make it past three. The man does not how to plug, do plug protection on his audibles like Tom Brady does. That's why Tom Brady has longevity, and that's why Aaron Rodgers does not. And outside of him, if he retires tomorrow, they're not going to win a Super Bowl anyway. But I got to co-sign with you when you say, and I say, and we say, I don't see them winning in, in four years between now and when he turns 40. He's 36 right now. 40. Yeah. yeah, he's I mean, 36 he right start, now. I get it, but he gets hurt every mm. year. Yeah. He gets hurt every single year. Oh, no every doubt. Every single year. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Collarbone, <laughs> ankle, calf. It's just like, bro, you're, you don't even move. <laughs> like, I get that you get hit, you know, but like, you know, work out a little bit then, bro. Like, come on. I He can't be saying nothing around all these big old dudes who are really smashing each other's bodies into each other so that they don't touch him. You just did it. You just gave me my come on, man moment. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, man. (laughs) All right. So I have something that I call my pet, my peeve of the week and my rave of the week. All right. And it's like this, Rob, my peeve of the week, my quote, father time is undefeated. Nonsense. Absolute 100% nonsense. I would like for everyone that says Father Time is undefeated, Father Time's undefeated, Father Time's undefeated, Father Time's undefeated. For everyone that keeps saying that, I would like you to rephrase that one by saying Father Time wins at the end. Okay? Father Time is like the the ball, the, um, who, who, who can we say? Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, okay? Eventually, they won the Super Bowl and they won at the end, but they got their ass kicked plenty of times in the regular season. Father Tom gets his butt handed to him all the time. Does he win at the end? Yes. But come on, Father Tom, you've been kind of embarrassing lately, all right? You got some explaining to do. We have 40-year-old, 40-something-year-old quarterbacks. We have people, uh, mixed martial artists fighting well into 48. We got people We got people in the AVP. John Hyden's 47 years old, and I think I got a loan number. I think he's older than that. So, Father Tom, you win at the end. Got to give you your props. But watch yourself. You ain't undefeated. Got a peeve? A peeve, man. Um, 
Honestly, I really don't. I, I just try to keep it pretty, pretty, pretty kicking. I, I, I don't really. I try not to, to, to get off unhinged as much. So, but no, I haven't really been getting peeved lately. There's not really too much uh, going on. So. All right. Well, well, you better have one ready next week. So, All right, I got you. So my rant of the week. Um. I like no my rave. Sorry, I'm ra- This is what I'm raving about. I'm raving about non-major sports like mixed martial arts like volleyball against our wheelhouse beach indoor volleyball the access that these elite athletes allow to their fans i know it serves as an advantage because it's not they're not popular sports to begin with but just the same i got to give props up to um to people who who um um who leave themselves, you know, live access to the fans, be it in person or be it on Skype and this and that, answering friendly questions. Um, just wanted to, to highlight the McKibben brothers right now because their Facebook, I ran into Madison and he just he, he just had this thing talking about keep grinding, keep grinding. And now like their videos, just just their fun videos are, are averaging like six, six, you know, six, 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 um, 100K or more. And, and I know that took them a while to get to, and it's one of those things I hope to get to sometime. Uh, but of course, as a podcast, you're always going to have less of than than I was as a player. Um, I'm I'm in Wyvar City Sports, so I'm I'm going to definitely average like 50k or whatever. My most view being 350k. Thank you, Fallon Fanoi Moana. But big up to athletes like um, um, Brian Ortega. Saw him at karaoke before this whole thing, this whole coronavirus. He's he's cool. Big up to Anderson Silva. You know, they're always willing to talk to people, ask me if I wanted the picture, and I'm like, nah, I just wanted to shake your hand. And Greg Vulcan's like, I'll take the picture, and then all of a sudden it blew up. Everyone, everyone's taking pictures. So wanted to give it up to like these these people on like these these um I won't say alternative sports, but not popular sports for making themselves accessible. You have you you have a uh, following, and every move you make tells a story, and and the story that you're telling, the people are following your story and they're following your journey with you. So for uh, the people like the McKibben. Who, who have ups, ups and downs in some of these tournaments I just wanted to let you know that your fans they take they take that journey with you you're not alone alright and, be, and it's because of you guys being who you, who you are you know and I know this we know and I speak for both of us Rob that they're fans that could go another way on that I mean they're players elite athletes that kind of go another way on that and I'm not going to be negative on that I'm not going to go Debbie Downer maybe maybe when I'm in a bad mood we could do that next week and I could tell, and I could tell people about themselves um but for this week, big up, kudos, love y'all. Good man. Uh, my rave. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be cliche, but I have a couple. Uh, I have a couple people that work in healthcare uh, around me, uh, around in New York. So I just want to give them props and credit, and hopefully, you know, we can change our, uh, you know, the structure. You know, I think it's kind of crazy that you know we talk about capitalism uh, being about you know the economy and whatnot but you can still grow an economy by giving the most valuable people talking about value again maybe the people that aren't uh skilled enough to get doctorates in multiple different fields but their value to our economy is very is very strong and uh to value them teachers you know people that uh you know federal workers uh, and also people that or healthcare workers that, that don't really get the pay they need so that they can live a comfortable life so that when times like these happen, you know, you don't have to 
wonder where you're going to live on top of how you're working already. So how many hours you're working already. So just big ups to uh, healthcare workers and, and hopefully they keep their heads up and uh, ask for help when they need it and not just try to power through. And You know, we're all there for you. Man, that's very well said, man. Very well said. And I got to give um, a co-sign with you on that, Rob, in a sense that um, as far as people to look up to and as far as um, taking a journey with someone and caring about their ups and downs, oh, man, there's not a more ample time than, than, than to, to um, show support and love for the people that put themselves in harm's way uh, um, for what's what's happening in these these. Um, more than trying times to call them trying times as I mean I was looking for a better uh, a stronger you know adjective than the, or, or description than trying times but that's all I could come up with because there's really nothing you can use to describe what's happening right now in our climate and um, and this and like you said this is no time for politics there's no time I mean if capitalism no no decent society exists on one completely on one or the other you know what I'm saying this is no time for someone to sell a vaccine for the coronavirus. All right, this is our. This is someone. This is time for someone to get a vaccine for the coronavirus. This is not time. There's no time to charge someone for getting treated by the coronavirus. All right, but our government, who by the way was derelict in our duty to protect us from this in the first place when it could have happened. All right, I'm not. It's not like I tripped and broke my leg, and I want to, you know, and I want someone else to to mess up my my mistake, my crime against myself. This this happened to us. All right, so just. Like Rob said, man, just support the people that that are putting themselves in harm ways, harm's way. Love each other. Give give give, give a crap for two seconds. Absolutely. Yep. Hey Rob, we did it, man. Another hey. episode. Um, hey, we leave with a heavy heart, but some things have to be said, and it ends. Um, which your heart is, is which is as big as your head. I swear to God, I I I you not, my man. All right, guys, this concludes episode 11. This is done live. This is done unedited. And this is done by me, which is going to be sloppy. It's going to be a little all over the place. But because we got a decent following, they bear with us. And at the same time, they stay dressed. <laughs> and we shattered our original record. We're now, we're, our last episode was 21,400 views. Um, so, so we got love by Coastal from the East Coast. We got love from uh, UK. Got love from Australia, and that's where our views are coming from. And of course, this little bubble we call the South Bay. Um, ladies and gentlemen, for Rob McLean and for the podcast episode 11 of Sports Debate Tuesday, I'm Jason DeBeas. Love all of you. So long. We're out.